Welcome to the Core Women Podcast, the place for women entrepreneurs, authors, and self-starters looking to build community and gain valuable insights through expert interviews with women at the top of their game. Join your host, podcaster, producer, expert coach, entrepreneur, and author, Dr. Summer Watson, as she aims to inspire and empower you through these candid conversations. Lean in and embrace the journey. It's time to start the show. Here's your host, Dr. Summer Watson. Today on the show, I would like to welcome Chantelle Landreville, who is a certified love and relationship coach with over two decades of experience in personal growth and human connection. Her mission is to help individuals discover the path to authentic and lasting love. And she is dedicated to empowering us with the knowledge and tools needed to create healthy, fulfilling relationships, changing once and for all our perspective about love. Chantel's work is renowned for its emphasis on personal development, self-acceptance, and effective communication. And her new book, Raise Your Love Signal, A Guide to Attracting and Keeping the Love of Your Life, is out. And this is something that we're going to talk about. There is so much to talk about here, especially with Valentine's Day just around the corner and your book release. Welcome, my friend. Welcome. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks, Summer. (laughs) It is a pleasure. I'm excited for you to be here. Before we delve into all the new and wonderful things that are happening in your professional life, and for those of you that don't know, Chantal has been on this show before, but we're talking about a few new things and developments along her journey. So before we delve into all those new and wonderful things, can you Really tell us what has developed in your life in the past year that has fueled your personal passions. Oh, that's a good question. We're like going deep right away. Yeah, right away. (laughs) We're getting into it. (laughs) I will say this. The one thing that did was finishing the book because the book I had actually started almost a year and a half ago and I had put it on hold because I couldn't figure out how to finish the damn thing. (laughs) And uh, yeah, so literally at this time of the year last year, I said, I'm going away to a warmer place where I feel inspired by nature, ocean and (laughs) palm trees. And the focus will be about finishing the book. So as I started writing, it was funny because when you put something down and revisit and reread, That fueled my fire and reignited my inspiration, literally, because I was like, wow, this is so good and this is so needed. So it's great rereading your stuff and saying, okay, I still feel super confident about it. So I would say it's been the the journey to that. And the other thing was finally making the the move to leave my full-time safe job. And you know something, we've both been through this to actually focus on my coaching practice 100% of the time. So that in itself has been a journey where I wouldn't say, well, let's let me put it this way. It was a fueling roller coaster ride that I've learned so much from. It made me realize how we're so programmed to think one way and when we jump ship to take a chance, the uncertainty and just, you know, something silly like not being as busy and not having like constant emails, I was feeling a lot of like shame or guilt about things quieting down because I had never lived my life like that. So being able to sit in this space where 
I could take the time to focus on something I dreamt about, something that I really wanted to do was a journey in itself because it's really easy to convince ourselves like, no, this is not enough and not enjoy the journey and propel ourselves in the future, start worrying. I got to do this. I got to do that. And we were kind of talking a little bit about this uh, before we started the show where learning to be a little bit more present to the day, that has been a really nice gift especially in the last three months of the year, 2023, that I decided to say, you know what, Chantal, stop being so hard on yourself. Celebrate a little bit more the wins. You are constantly focused on the ultimate mission, which is serving and teaching people about love and relationship. You're just doing everything bit by bit. Just let go of how it's going to show up and how everything needs to happen. So it's not like the need, the result. It's more... Focus on the heart space of the mission and being. So that has really fueled my fire because it's reignited the play in me, the mm. inner child in me, because I was so doing, 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 go, go, yeah. go, masculine, masculine, masculine. I was actually forgetting that um, you wrote a book, you left your full-time job <laughs> and you're not enjoying it. I realized that I had completely forgotten to give myself playtime and just enjoy. So that was a massive aha moment for me because I was like, wow, that girl, you're like fun, spontaneous, and she's dead. And she's dead the year that you're doing and choosing to do everything you've ever dreamt about. So it was a very humbling experience. Wow. <laughs> you know what I love about this, Chantel, is you had the insight, enough insight to say, I recognize this. Mm -hmm. and not swirl out of control or continue to go down a path where you weren't enjoying that path. And mm -hmm. here you did, you made some really tough decisions to jump into something all the way 100% into your coaching and leave a traditional job. And you weren't enjoying it. And then you realize like, what am I doing? Yeah, I made all these huge decisions. And yet, why am I not taking time to enjoy it? I love that because you were looking at that big picture. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. I'm going to do all these big goals, but you forgot about the moments. Yeah. And here you are, you are recapturing those moments. And I love that. And you're feeling reignited. And also I love what you said about the book that you put it down, you put it down to come back to it. Mm -hmm. And I think many times we forget that sometimes we get caught up in things just like caught up in, Oh, I'm going to construct this business. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this but you're not enjoying the moments yet. You couldn't finish the book because you were like, I don't know how to end this. And it may not be the end. It may just be a new beginning for the next book. Right. But here's the thing. You gave yourself the time to gain a bit of objectivity by stepping away from the book. Yes. That's really nice to hear because it's not just a thought that you were, Oh, I need to do it, but you did it in practice. So you actually not just figured it, but literally took the step away from the book and you started enjoying life. You started embracing things that you wanted to do and love to do and that you envisioned for yourself through this process. And here you are today, you've written the book, you've made these big changes, you've embraced these new steps along the way in the moments that matter. So my next question for you is, I don't want to jump into the book right away. But before we do, let's talk love. Let's talk mm -hmm. about love. How do you define love as a coach? I know we each have our own definitions. But what is love? I mean, it's so ambiguous. Sometimes it's like, Oh, I love this person. I love that person. Oh, I love you. I love 
what does it mean? I know it's something's different for everybody. And I know yeah. that that can sound very nebulous and big and whatever, but tell me what it means to you. You know, it's so interesting that you're asking me that question because when I started doing all the research uh, to create the program and the book, the first question when I did my coffee table talks with women to understand what they were missing was, what is love to you? Because I started asking myself that question and I realized it was actually difficult for me to define it. It's difficult for me to define this considering all the work I had done. And because I've, you know, in my 20 year journey of being single, I was a massive self-development junkie. I was like, wow, the average person, what would they have to say about it? And when I did these coffee table talks and I heard the, the responses, it was all over the place, as you just said, because there's no right, there's no wrong. It's people have different uh, relationships to love and what it what it means. But that was an aha moment for me because one, everybody made love about everybody else except for themselves. Mm -hmm. I would say that no one took love to themselves, to I, the, the I am love as well. So that was the first realization that I had. It was like, ooh, we don't even think about ourselves in here. And the second thing I realized about love was that we've been so rom-com and disnified about it. For us, love is almost like this fantasy and this beautiful pink bubble. Right. <laughs> almost like Valentine's Day. And, you know, when you actually dive deeper and two of the questions that I ask actually at the beginning of the book is what is your relationship to love? And how do you define love for you? Because it's really important to understand those two questions and like dive deep into that to understand and attract the kind of love you want to experience. I'll give this definition. It's like, for example, if love for you is toxic or if love for you so far has been always like you're the giver, you're the giver and you don't know how to receive, then how are you going to attract a balanced relationship? And this doesn't just apply in romantic relationships. It applies in like friendships at work. So you really need to understand what is my relationship to love and what do I want my relationship with love to be going into this? Right. So one of the things that I've learned for myself to answer your question is love for me is peace. It's safety. It's not feeling this feeling of anxiety or I'm walking on eggshells all the time. It's being able to show up my true authentic self and still be honored, respected and accepted for it. That's what true love for me really means. And this goes into every area of my life now. It's not just with my romantic partner. It's in my friendships. It's how I show up with my clients. So love to me is a lot of self where the more I can honor my truth and who I am, my needs, my boundaries, and all of that stuff, which I respect myself enough. I love myself enough to be able to communicate these things, to be accepted for them, which creates a space of safety which allows me to open my heart and be vulnerable and not feel threatened in any way. That's how I define love for me today. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so my next question is, when we think about self-love mm -hmm. versus love related to a relationship, mm -hmm. what are the differences or are there any? And you've kind of mentioned that. You've kind of touched on this already. And I know they may sound like obscure questions, but I think many times real love and the idea of love of self versus the other can look very different because of the emphasis we put on one or the other. 
Yes, I agree. There needs to be a balance between the both and like anything in life, right? With balance, yeah. we can have a little bit of everything, but how can I not over exceed in one way or the other? You know, self-love can become, could become, or people could say, you know, you're, you're selfish because you only think about yourself and your needs and whatever. Well, yes, but at the same time, it's like honoring what it is that you do. So there needs to be a fine line. If you are loving and giving to other in relationship, are you over giving and not receiving, as I mentioned a little bit earlier? So self-love for me is really one, having enough self-awareness that you know why you are the way you are, why you react the way you do, why you get triggered, and you understand where you come from and how you show up in relationship the way you do or not. When you have that self-awareness, it helps you navigate through your own love with yourself and then into relationship with others. Self-love for me is having enough, as I kind of touched base on, is having enough love for yourself to be able to communicate these things to others and honor yourself in that and not be afraid to not be loved <laughs> For, you know, saying these things or, you know, communicating what that boundary is for you and enough self-love for me also means being able to walk away when you're mistreated or, you know, we could say oftentimes settling, right? A lot of people when they're dating or they're on their love journey, they think, well, oh, okay, you know, um, it's okay that this person is not like that. It, I'll shove it under the rug or they'll change with time or you know, I love to say you accept breadcrumbs. <laughs> mm -hmm. So for me, that's not a lot of self-love where you, you settle, you settle in a way that doesn't make you feel great, comfortable, safe, trustworthy. And then love and relationship is you also wanted me to explain that. Well, there is a distinct difference, I think, many times, and sometimes there's an overlap between self-love and then the love of ourselves, love of the other, right? Mm -hmm. So of mm -hmm. the other. And I think you've touched on it quite a bit. I think that it is that fine balance. It is having that awareness. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where it begins in many things, in love relationships, your passions, your purpose, mm -hmm. the impact, your own values, it's awareness. You kind of summed it up nice as we've gone along here. I think many times, though, we get stuck. We get stuck in a pattern of behavior. We get stuck in somebody else's values, potentially. Mm -hmm. It does take that objectivity. I know that you are a love and relationship coach, so you would be helpful to so many people. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I still need the help and I do it. So, <laughs> well, you know, here's the thing, Santal, it's about that objectivity. We always all need help. And mm -hmm. I think people are like, I don't need the help. Well, no, we really all need some kind of assistance, some support. I think we forget to ask for that. Yes. We get forget to actually pursue that. Yes, it's something that's critical to all of our growth. We all need it for personal growth, personal understanding, awareness, all that good stuff. Yeah. And sometimes you just fall off the rails, right? You forget. Like, I mean, we've been doing this kind of work forever. And I, I, I shared with you the story that I went through in the last year. And I teach this stuff to my client. I remember falling down to my knees and crying like a baby because I felt so bad for myself or have been so hard on myself. I would have never let Summer or anyone close to me be as hard on themselves as I had been 
to me and I teach it. So I needed a reminder, which was funny enough. It was like by fluke, I was doing this like online course that, you know, a friend asked me to join. I was like, sure, okay. And I got the messaging. So yeah. there is a lot of purpose in always getting a guide, a coach or someone to a book, whatever, because we all need to be brought back. You know, there, yeah. I will, I have to share this story with you if Please. you don't mind. I remember going after COVID, it was one of the first events that I went to that was finally open. I was in Laguna Beach on a weekend getaway with my boyfriend. I go to a yoga class. And as I'm leaving the yoga class, this woman drives down, rolls down her window. She's like, you're going to think this is crazy, but are you into manifesting stuff and all that? I was like, you read right. Yes, I am. <laughs> and she's like, I'm actually a speaker. I'm doing this event tomorrow. I would love for you, you know, if you want to join. And I was like, yes, I'm totally up for it. So I couldn't believe how the universe sent this message to me that way. I go to the event the next day. And of course, she's talking about manifestation. And I remember sitting down, starting to listen to the talk. And I'm like, why am I here? I know this stuff. I've heard this stuff so many times. I've studied it. And she asked the question as my brain is like having the inner chatter. And she's like, what are the two things that stop us from manifesting? And the first one was, I can't, right? We don't believe yeah. that we can actually do it. And I'm like, I know, I know, I know. And then I, the second word, she's like, it's I know. And I was like, boom. It's like I just got bitch slapped. <laughs> like literally saying, oh my God, here I am thinking, I know, I know, I know, I know. And I was doing it because I had already heard it. And she then went along saying, you know, I invite you to hear this conversation like it's the first time you've heard it with the eyes of a child, the ears of a child. Um, because sometimes we do learn something, but our conversation today, if we re-listen to it in even a year from now, right. you might understand it in a completely different way. So that was a huge, as I love to say, moment of eating my own humble pie that I realized that I will always, always be open to, you know, not thinking that I know everything. And it's not because I'm a teacher and I'm, a, I'm specified in the love and relationship so that I, I, I don't fall off the rails, that I don't do, you know, go back to my old ways and patterns. It's just how quickly I can catch myself. So I always make sure to have guidance or someone that can bring me back. And that's why, as you said, it's really important to make sure that you have a, that either you're surrounded by people you can have these conversations with that can actually tell you the truth when you're trying mm -hmm. to convince yourself otherwise, because it's a never ending journey. We keep growing. I don't care how much work you've done. There's almost more to do, right, Summer? <laughs> always, always, always. Like you said, sometimes our ego can get in the way. Like we know oh. this and that you've got that inner chatter. And sometimes it's just about letting go. Yes. It's about being okay to say, I don't know everything. Mm -hmm. It is okay. You know, I recently read a post and it was from a classmate, one of my high school classmates. And it was a week or two before he passed away. Mm. And he said, one of the things I learned and I want to pass on to everybody is when I meet somebody, it took him a long time to learn this. He said, but when I meet somebody, I try and put all judgment aside. And I know as humans, that can be difficult. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We all have these various biases or whatever, and that's just human. And yet, if you can try and put those aside and say, what am I going to learn from this individual? I already love this individual that I'm meeting today. I may not love everything about him, but I love this individual. And what can I learn from that person today? Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, 
what a lesson. And there's something in that that just stuck with me. And I'm like, yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. If you just let things go, those impressions, those thoughts about somebody, just let it go and say, I already love this person. What am I going to learn from them today? It's like, wow, that's a huge message. And that's what we're talking about here today. We're talking about all different kinds of embracing love and nurturing and understanding and not just of the other, but of ourselves as Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. So tell us a bit more about this incredible book, Raise Your Love Signal, A Guide to Attracting and Keeping the Love of Your Life. (laughs) (laughs) I love that, actually. That's uh, one thing that I'm also putting into practice is is exactly what you said, is letting go of judgment. And a huge part of love is accepting people for who they are and who they are and who they aren't. You know, nobody's perfect. It's like, Humility, 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 humility. It's like uh, a big part. So the book, thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk about this amazing baby. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Absolutely. If people didn't know, I was single for almost 18 years. So I struggle in my journey to love for a long time. There's not much that I didn't experience and go through the kicking, the screaming, the doubting, the the self-hating, um, the just like, I'm not deserving of love. I'm not good enough. Like you have no idea. I just, <laughs> I've been through it. The book is literally the best of everything I've learned over the last 20 years of my personal development journey, because the one thing that saved me through all of this was my curiosity to always learn and become a better human being. I was just fascinated with it. And when I got into my relationship, which of now five years, I realized that was a aha moment for me was like, it's one thing to attract the right person, but it's a whole other thing being and succeeding in relationship. And we've never been taught anything about how to go about in relationship. So I was like, there's something here because it doesn't mean that you meet the right person that you will succeed in your relationship. And I think that if people would actually know that beforehand, their perception on how they show up in relationship would completely change. Mm. The book is literally a guide. I wanted to make something that was small, not a brick because we get overwhelmed and everybody has a short attention span today. I wanted it to be easy to read funny, relatable. And no matter where you are in your love journey, you can just read a chapter and you can definitely get something out of it and have it as a a regular guide that you can go and reread and, you know, refer back to, because as we just talked about, we fall off the wagon and we need to be brought back and reminded of certain things. So the book is divided in three main love lessons. Okay. The first one being your want. What do you want? I think that when I ask this to a lot of my clients, people think they know what they want, but they really, really don't. They think they know what they want out of a partner, but they don't think, how do I want to grow and evolve in my relationship? One of the things I developed and talk about in this book is the eagle eye vision, because, you know, humans, we have a 2020 vision when, when you're not... <laughs> when we're younger but as we as we age we lose it but the eagle eye has the perfect vision they call it the 24 7 so you see the bigger picture Mm. so I talk about the clearer your vision is on these things and understanding the difference between your wants and needs because of the difference needs are almost like deal breakers they're like air and water things you can't live without where wants are very superficial and typically more self-absorbed it's important to understand the difference between these two so when you're out there dating 
and you're crystal clear on what these things, you don't get blindsided by, oh, I really like this person. They don't do this. They don't do that. They behave like this. I'm just going to toss it away. Or, you know, when that little voice speaks to you, your, 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 your intuition says, mm, there is, there's something wrong here. You don't ignore it. Like we often do. You don't right. pretend to be somebody that you're not to be liked again, because you're so clear on what really matters to you. So that's love lesson. Number one, it's a massive, massive one that will help you not only in your dating journey, but even in the relationships that you attract in your life, and I'm not talking about romantic relationships because you know what really matters and you're not afraid to stick for what is important to you. Love lesson number two is more about yourself. So it's really important. We talked about this too, self-awareness. Why do you show up the way you do in a relationship or not? Well, you need to understand where that comes from. I talk a lot about the whole self-love journey and a self-awareness component. Part of it is, is that it's understanding who you are so well that you're not afraid to communicate or stand up for what you need or share boundaries like we, we spoke about. And then the love lesson number three is all the ABCs of your dating journey, how to help you navigate through that and make sure you don't get lost. And again, that, you know, having that eagle eye vision and then all the fundamentals that you need to put into place before you start the relationship. And one of the things that I talk about in the book is that we often have these things that if we haven't been doing, if we've had a behavior or pattern that we realize that we have. So for example, I'll give it because a lot of people can relate to this vulnerability. You can't wait to develop that muscle of vulnerability till you get into your relationship. You need to start practicing it before you go into your relationship. That's one of the things I had identified in my life, you know, being a type A independent, doing everything on my own. I didn't have anybody to rely on was the vulnerability component. I started practicing it with some girlfriends that I felt very safe years ago. And thank God I did, because when I got into my relationship, it was a whole other level of vulnerability. And I'm happy the muscle had kind of like <laughs> been worked because I struggled through it even this year where I had to let go of financial independence to be supported to do this. It was a whole other level of vulnerability, but it was easier for me to navigate through it. These are things that I talk about that you need to put into practice on a daily basis in every area of your life before you go into relationship and also applicable to all relationships, not just in romantic relationships. So it gives you the, a really good foundation on how to start to the end and especially taking care of yourself in between all of these things and not getting lost. I love how you've broken this down and how you start with the foundational components and having people take a deep dive and really look at themselves. Because I think, again, it's that awareness and it's doing the work. Mm -hmm. I always say, even if I were in a relationship with myself, <laughs> there would be days where I'd be like, oh, she needs to go, right? She just needs, she's bothering me. Saying too many words. <laughs> Their expectations are high. Like, you know. <laughs> yes, I had one of those days yesterday, Summers. So I hear you. <laughs> Even if we weren't in a uh, relationship with ourselves, which we are, mm -hmm. it takes work. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And I love that you start out at that foundational aspect in your book, because I think that work is so critical and that continued work and learning how to do that work. What are the steps to that? That's what's so valuable about this book. And then you go on to what happens when I pair with somebody? What is the application and the guides for that? And I love that this is a guide because you can constantly pull it out and you can refresh, remind, go over, re-journal and figure out what's going on every step of the way. Yeah. It's a reminder. It's for objectivity. It's for understanding yourself and then understanding the other and how you are going to make that relationship a thriving, loving, and incredible relationship with someone else. Yeah. This sounds like an incredible book. We are coming up to Valentine's Day. Where can people find the book? So right now it's available for pre-sale. It's uh, obviously on Amazon, amazon amazon.ca, Barnes and Nobles. So if people go to my website at raiseyourlovesignal.com, there is a pop-up page that's going to come and uh, we'll lead you to all the places that you can actually find the book. It is officially going to be in hand (laughs) on February 14th on Valentine's Day. So I do plan on doing the Audible uh, book version, but that's not, oh, probably not going to happen for another couple months. But yes, the ebook, the paperback, the amazing, beautiful hardcover. If you're a book Ooh. lover like I am, I love hardcovers. I always invest that they look great. So all these versions are available online. What a great coffee table book. Yes. What? Oh my gosh. <laughs> what a great conversation piece. Yes. And also what a great learning tool. So thank you for talking more about this book, your journey to the book and how it developed, where people can buy the book. And as we approach Valentine's Day, do you have any guidance for the couple? Uh, (laughs) Yes, I do. Uh, It's funny because I was actually writing an article, how to manage Valentine's Day expectations. Funny enough, I remember being single for all those years and I was like, I can't wait to be in a relationship to be able to celebrate Valentine's Day with my loved one. And I have never not celebrated Valentine's Day since I've been in that relationship. And I think it's because my relationship to love has changed. And for me, and it's going to sound tacky, but I want to be able to be in a space that I don't need a day to define when to celebrate love. And for me now, Valentine's Day is just love in general. It's not love for my romantic partner. It's like, how can I show genuine love to anything in life? Whether it's like nature, my long, beautiful hair, (laughs) my body. So I've kind of decided to change my attitude with Valentine's Day. And, you know, it creates this it's kind of like the holidays right christmas and it's the 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 media has pushed down our throat these these massive expectations and romanticize the whole holiday which i find you lose the essence of what it actually means so what i do want to share with your audience is have a different perspective on it why not open your horizons and second I would say if you are into celebrating uh, Valentine's Day, sometimes we're always looking for these massive, big gestures. Uh, You know, we always try to go above and beyond. And I would say that from my personal experience in my own relationship and even through friendships, it's always about small, thoughtful gestures. 
It does not need to be big at all. And the question I always say, and I still say this to my boyfriend all the time when he's like, what do you want to do? And it's like, how can you think like in your head, what would make my partner happy? What do I know that I don't do that would make my partner really happy? And mm-hmm. taking the initiative to actually figure it out on your own. And sometimes that could be like, you know what, I'm going to leave them a note, a sticky note on the mirror before I go to work saying, you know, I don't know, a little note, or I'm going to take you out tonight or whatever it is. Or maybe it's just, you know, bringing them coffee when they get out of their shower. I find that there's so much power and thoughtfulness and kindness. And these are two words that I actually talk about to cultivate in relationship in the book. Because when I say these two words, what do these two words do to you when I say thoughtfulness and kindness? Mm -hmm. What is it? What's the energy that it does to you? It just makes you feel good. It makes you feel fulfilled and nurtured and cared for. Exactly. Exactly. So when you get that, it automatically fills the circle as you know, because I find when people do that for me, I want to do more for them, right? It's just as though it creates a circle. So nurture that, think about that. And don't just make it on the one day. It's like, you know, how can I live this 364 other days of the year? Absolutely. Thank you so much for all those great Valentine's Day and beyond tips. As we come to the close of the interview, and you've given us so many words of wisdom and so many nuggets, my last question is, if you were to give the listeners one tip, just one tip about love and relationships, what would that ultimate tip be? One, humility. You know, there is no ego does not service in any relationship whatsoever. So have the humility to take a breath and say, I need a break, have the humility to apologize when you know you're wrong, have the humility to, you know what, I I didn't realize I did this to you, or I'm going to try to work on this, have humility, and listen, listen, actively, not passively. When we want to voice our voice, we want to feel heard. I think that people don't realize the power of feeling hurt as a person. And I'll give you an example. It's just when you go to a party and people introduce themselves and give their their name, I would say 99.5% of the time people forget the person's name that they just met. I'm not great at it. I'm, I'm making a massive effort at it. When somebody does remember my name and says, hey, Chantal, and repeats my name, I feel important. I'm like, wow. That person just repeated my name that I just met. And if that is something that makes me feel important, just by saying my name, it's because I felt listened to. I felt acknowledged. So listen and acknowledge. Acknowledge what people are saying. And I say this in the book too, in my communications practice, is just, I heard you. I heard you. There's a lot of power in that. So when your partner's telling you or sharing something, don't dismiss it. Don't say, you don't know what you're talking about. You say, I hear you. I didn't realize I was making you feel this way. I didn't know this is what you're going through. What can I do about it? What, how can we work through this? What do you need me to do for you if there is anything? Yeah. These are three things that are like massively powerful that can transform any relationship. Well, 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 we have covered so much today, Chantel. Thank you for joining me on the Core Women podcast. 
Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. I appreciate everything you do, Summer. Thank you for being you. Thank you so much. It is my pleasure and you are welcome. You can follow Chantel Landerville on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and at www.raiseyourlovesignal.com. Thank you for joining us on the Core Women Podcast with Dr. Summer Watson. We're so glad you're here and would love to connect more with you. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Core Women and on Twitter at Core Women One. For more about Core Women and Dr. Watson, visit corewomen.com. Want more support and resources for amazing women like you? Great! Join Dr. Watson and Jen Fontanilla at the Life, Love, and Money Collective, a core women production that aids in understanding the key traits that might be getting in the way of living a life that you are absolutely passionate about. Connect with Summer and Jen and find out more at thelifeloveandmoney.com.